Today's show is brought to you by our new sponsor, Cog Network. Cog Network, geared for gain. Cog Network is hedge fund investing evolved. By owning Cog Network tokens, you get exposure to the hedge fund's gains. The hedge fund is comprised of algorithmically traded commodity futures and investment in hard assets related to energy. The first hard asset is partial ownership of a multi-million dollar solar farm that has a crypto mining operation attached. I mean, this is really something that both traditional and crypto investors can come together and participate in. So for traditional investors, they can get exposure to cutting edge blockchain technology in a framework that they're familiar with, a hedge fund, right? And crypto investors can get exposure to an actual security that bears dividends and includes non-crypto assets. So that's super cool. And just for full disclosure, Cog Network is a fully registered and regulated entity qualified by the SEC as a Reg D as well as a Reg S and has a 506C exemption. They've been working with lawmakers since 2017 to get this idea built out in a fully compliant way. Crypt Nation, if you guys are interested in learning more about a tokenized hedge fund, go visit www.cog.network. All right, all you good, wonderful citizens of Crypt Nation, it is your hosts, Bryce Paul and the notorious Pizza Mind coming at you from San Diego with another hot off the press, can't beat it, Crypto 101 podcast episode. Pete, what's up? You know, I've been having a lot of sleepless nights lately, going down the rabbit holes of conspiracy theories and really trying to find out the underlying truth behind so many things that we're told and it's really driving me crazy i really wish there was some kind of you know blockchain analytics for real life so we could really decipher the difference between truth and not truth between transparency and lies Um, but fortunately what we have with us is some ways so we can at least get a little bit of a glimpse into what's really going on behind blockchains at least that's so that much is in our control so I want to welcome to the podcast Sven Martinson from Valega Chain. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk with us here at Crypto 101. Thank you for having me for having me on your show. I've uh, listened to you guys quite a lot and uh, <laughs> very proud to be here. Thank you. We're very excited and we are very proud to have you too uh, because you are the first Finnish person uh, who is going to be joining the Crypto 101 podcast in you know, the three years that this puppy's been alive. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. how we made it this far without having uh, someone from the great country of Finland on. So clearly a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, with that being said, why don't you walk us through? Um, you know, uh, you know, what in the world is going on in Finland? Uh, we have a lot of people come on in America or uh, you know Western Europe or Asia that talk about how the coronavirus has impacted them and how life has changed. Some countries are on lockdown. Some countries are already out of quarantine. What's going on over there in fin- uh, Finland? Yeah, uh, well, actually, like Finland is of course a, a pretty small country, uh, so it's not in the size of countries you find in in the Americas or, or Asia. Uh, for so those of things- you guys who might not know where Finland is. <laughs> It's in the Scandinavian countries, almost up towards the North Pole. It's like by Norway and by... Uh, it's, yeah, Norway, Sweden, Sweden. Uh, bordering Russia. So that's kind of where it is, uh, way up north. Pretty pretty cold. Uh, actually, we're getting some sunshine here now. Winter is kind of over. We're heading into spring. And uh, coronavirus, uh, 
has uh, impacted here as well, of course. Uh, but we don't have the same lockdown as we're seeing in other countries at the moment. Uh, things are still uh, pretty free. Like people are actually just staying at home by themselves. You know, they're they're not. Uh, the government is not forcing them to stay at home, but people are actually keeping their distance and uh, staying safe as much as possible. The some things are still running. The the things that are like what do they call it necessity um, are still running. So so it's been uh, pretty interesting to see how how the situation is going here. Uh, but we'll have to still wait and see how how it develops. All right. Well, we hope the best for you guys up there. Of course, um, let's talk about blockchain analytics. How do blockchain analytics actually affect the average consumer? Mm, so, so uh, to give a quick, quick uh, scope of what what we do and how we have worked. So, we we came into the blockchain sphere as a company uh, right there when all the ICOs were going on and and everybody was really overhyping everything <laughs> that was happening within cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Uh, and we actually started off as as a company who was trying to help uh, other ICOs succeed. Uh, and of course, we saw quite a difference uh, in what was promised and the visions with what really happened. Right? There were a lot of scams going on, a lot of a lot of uh, really bad uh, kind of actors out there trying to really really steal money. Uh, apart from the ones that were good, like actual legit. Uh, companies Absolutely. were really trying to do something good. So when when we were looking at this, we were, we set out to to kind of get to the bottom of things and say like, how, why is it that you know when we look at governments and and other companies like the established like old school companies, why are do they have such a, a fear towards blockchain and and especially cryptocurrencies? And we realized that this is the reason because of these scams because there has been no regulations there. It was a lot of wild western kind of thinking um in it everybody's shooting everywhere and of course a lot of illegal activities were happening uh of course not as much as we have seen in the past few years when banking systems and such but still enough to to kind of put a worry on people's minds so we set out to build a tool to try and analyze as much of these transactions that were happening on the blockchain as much as possible to really try and filter out the good versus the bad and uh, we actually got to some pretty interesting information, you know, because we could tie quite a lot of transactions to to um, these different entities, right? We could say, okay, this is dark market, so that's probably not a good thing. We could tra- trace down things from everything from cybercrime to to uh, these ransomwares to child abuse cases, all those things uh, going on, and a lot of them affecting not only companies but also private people. And and that's not fun, you know, when, when you're just a regular trader and you're doing your business as usual and you're just looking into this new financial system that is happening and then somebody comes out and, you know, either they hack an exchange and take all the money or you, you get attacked by some form of cyber criminal who says, I have all your pictures, I'm going to leak them to all your family members if you don't pay us, uh, you know, half a Bitcoin. And, and you know, that, that sucks. <laughs> that is not a, not a good thing. So this is kind of what we have been trying to do. And of course, there is always this issue with with the uh, the anonymity on, on blockchain. But right. in reality, everything is pretty transparent, isn't it? Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, we should definitely address is there was a twenty five million dollar hack uh, on April twentieth uh, from a 
uh, obviously an anonymous hacker uh, who hacked a, a protocol called DeForce. And in there, yeah. he, you know, he essentially hacked a smart contract, stole $25 million. And funny enough, today, uh, which is the 21st of April that we're recording this, we see that he is now returning the hacked money mm-hmm. because there was threats of exposing his identity uh, because they found out which VPN he was using, uh, contacted um, you know the VPN user, and they were going to reveal his personal identity. Um, that's crazy. So tell us a little bit more yeah. about what happened in this hack and um, how you think it got handled and just your, your overall idea of what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? You, you can always trace anything really <laughs> nowadays we have come so far with technology not only on blockchain but in general so of course this was a this was a a hack that you know fortunately uh, you could trace it down to the vpn that the person was using and there were some form of accounts or, or something like that so it kind of became easy for law enforcement to just get themselves a warrant uh, and actually find out what happened or even the you know in this case even companies could have gone after and said hey you know what, we will pay for this information. And sometimes that is a thing that can happen as well. So, yeah. so of course, and a lot of it can also be even crowdsourced. You know, you can have a lot of people who are saying like, hey, we will get together and we will find this culprit. And then they do. We have actually on our own platform had had certain cases that are like this, you know, where people have just gotten together and uh, shared information that they have found. You know, and these are regular like cryptocurrency traders who are just really into uh, the whole blockchain and really understand how that work a bunch of ethereum developers uh, so so it's really interesting to see when this happens and uh, of course there are a lot of bigger hacks that go on uh, and especially those that happen outside of the knowledge of the blockchain community those are, I think are the most dangerous ones you know because those are the ones where somebody has uh, you know signed up somewhere and they have started the trading with cryptocurrencies in the beginning and then they attack such things like hospitals and and research centers and we have seen a huge spike of this happening right now amid this covid-19 situation and and this is really not not a good thing right i mean these are people who are trying to help uh, the world in these, these these troubling times and then you have these hackers who are uh, or the, the hackers trying to like really get uh, information from hospitals and then putting a ransomware on them. That's not good. So, so a lot of the work we do is trying to trace them. And we have a tool that we have built that allows us to really look into these wallet addresses or, or in general, like wallets, addresses, clusters. Uh, we can really look into those and we can trace and track every single transaction going on, right? So we can really see like where has the money been going. So we have this follow the money trail, which we can use. And we can basically trace back to the first ever created Bitcoin. So, so that information is very useful. And of course, due to this uh, pseudo-anonymity that you find on, 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 uh, on the blockchain, you, it becomes harder to f- actually get an identity on the person. But as we know, their exchanges are usually following regulations, most of them at least, let's hope. And they have done their KYC. So that's the know your customer, which is a process which many of you are probably familiar with. That is, you know, when you have to show your identity on, on uh, some sort of web chat and then type in all the information you need so that you can get access to an exchange and trade. So then it's up to law enforcement to then just really um, get themselves warrants and really trace down that person. But we help along the way as much as we can. 
eToro is one of the largest trading platforms in the world with over $1 trillion in trading volume on the platform every year. And they're some of our good friends and they're a great sponsor. US customers can trade the most popular crypto assets and your fees are extremely transparent. So if you're not ready to trade yet, uh, you could also practice building your portfolio with the eToro virtual trading feature. They give you $100,000 of virtual money and you could start playing around with it and not have to risk any of your real money before you get comfortable with the markets. And best of all, you can connect with 12 million other eToro traders around the world, kind of like a social network for trading, to discuss charts and all things crypto. So go ahead, create an account today at eToro.com slash crypto 101. That helps us, that helps you, that helps them, and makes everything possible here if you guys use that link. So guys, start building your portfolio the smart way eToro is crypto trading made easy. All right, back to the show. That's really awesome. You know, just a real quick story. I was talking to my best friend the other day, and he was telling me that someone he knows got an email from Bitcoin that said that uh, they had got all his pictures, you know, just like what you were talking about earlier. He got mm-hmm. that email and, you know, was, you know, saying you have to send this money in Bitcoin. And so... He, his friend was telling everyone that Bitcoin was a scam, trying to rip him <laughs> off and expose him in the public. And I just kind of chuckled and I said, no, that, that's not really Bitcoin that's emailing him. In fact, you know, Bitcoin doesn't have a company or a staff for that matter. <laughs> yeah. um, and he says, well, you know, if you guys have all this money flowing through the space, you should really do something to protect your reputation. You know, don't you have anyone that's chasing after these guys? And I was like, actually, yes, yes, we do. So, and... Uh, you guys over there at Vallega are some of those guys, and there's other blockchain mm. analytics companies that are trying yep. to trace down and get rid of these people from souring the beautiful name of Bitcoin. Yep. So I thought that was just a funny thing to mention uh, at this time. And there's so much else going on um, in terms of hacks and stuff right now. Like Literally just last night, I was up until 3 in the morning. Because right as I was climbing into bed, I got wind that the World Health Organization, the Gates Foundation... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the Wuhan Virology Lab all got hacked, had all of their accounts and passwords dumped onto 4chan and Reddit. Yep. And I can only assume all of their data has been copied and is now being analyzed somewhere. And we should hear some really interesting things in the weeks and months to come when uh, some intelligent eyes have a chance to actually pour through the data that's found. It'll be really interesting to see if there is any kind of conspiracy there or if everyone involved is really working in good faith. And I sure Mm. hope that they are, but 
I mean, this could really be this wild unraveling of things to come. So I really wonder what's going to, it's just a crazy time that we're living in right now. Yeah, in terms absolutely. Of, in terms of news, if you Googled Kim Jong-un last night, on Google, the results, they literally had conflicting news stories, one and two. The first result said Kim Jong-un's fine, nothing to worry about. The second one said he's gravely ill. It's like, how, how can you make any kind of decisions in life when you're not dealing with any kind of truth? So that's just been something that's on my mind um, recently, and I just wanted to express it. You know, there's so much need for to verify, like don't trust, verify. And that's the great thing about blockchain is it is a trustless environment that does have that pseudo anonymity, but also that transparency. So you really can track down some of these people who are abusing the system. So I want to say thank you for your work that you're doing. And I want to like backtrack just a little bit further. And why did you decide to build this company to solve this problem? And now that the ICO craze has kind of, you know, died down, like what's the future for your company? Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, it's pretty simple, really. I mean, we, we see that there are so many traders out there and there are more and more coming every time. And not only that, but there are also developers who are developing, you know, Ethereum platform, even though the whole, right. when, when the, when uh, the market kind of crashed, uh, everybody was saying, like, oh, it's over now, right? But we clearly see that it's really not over. And the amount of traders are just growing more and more. And now you see even countries who are joining in on, on saying, we need some form of virtual currency. If I'm not mistaken, I think that even the United States was was um, iterating about how this could be important during these situations to have some form of virtual currency, right? And you have banks in Germany who are applying for Bitcoin licenses, which allow you to then trade with Bitcoin on the bank themselves. Uh, you have big, big fintech company like financial technology companies like uh, Revolut coming out of out of uh, this whole era of digital banking, also joining in in the whole cryptocurrency race. I mean, this is growing. There's no getting away from this. So if we can provide people and users with with validation tools to make sure that everything they're doing is compliant. It's uh, within the regulations uh, of their own countries and also for themselves, you know, keeping themselves secure. It's, it's, I don't think that many people who trade understand that sometimes they can be sending money uh, to somebody who is a terrorist. I mean, that can definitely happen. I mean, we, this is what we do or somebody who's laundering money through whatever business they're doing. And uh, that's very unfortunate. So we, we really felt that, hey, if we want some mass adoption to happen, we need to build this kind of technology that allows people to really uh, feel safe when they're doing trades. Because, of course, you, you can still use cash, right? I mean, that has always been, you know, if you want to buy drugs or, whatever, or weapons or something, you can always just use cash and that you cannot trace that down to anything. But that's not the thing, is it? We're here building. We are the generation that is building this new new uh, financial world right this is really new this is the let's say new world order um and if we wanted to really be something we have to make sure that we we're following the regulation to the point where uh where we can still safely feel that the government will still back us up if it's needed law enforcement will help us if somebody steals our money but to the point where we still feel safe enough that hey this is my money i feel that my privacy is still protected but they can still track down these illicit activities whenever that's needed. Because if you're not doing anything illegal, then, I mean, you can still 
stay safe. You know, you can still trade as much as you want uh, using whatever services you use today and still be as anonymous as you need to be. It's only when you're doing something really dodgy, uh, like financing terrorism or laundering money or, you know, attacking hospitals, then yeah, we will come after you. Right. Do you, do you think that, you know, the technologies that now we have, uh, which could really de-anonymize a lot of, you know, blockchain addresses and bring just, you know, full transparency uh, to the, call it the financial supply chain or the financial, you know, mm. uh, transaction. Like, do you think that a world in the future exists that encapsulates both some level of financial privacy where no institutions know what's going on, maybe uh, something w- with, you know, zero knowledge proofs, uh, as well as, you know, financial transparency where governments can still monitor and make sure that there's no terrible, terrible things that are being financed? Mm, yeah. So, like, to be honest, I think that, no, we won't have this whole, like, we can always be private and and nobody will find out who we are. I think that, I mean, everybody basically living, at least in the Western world, and, and as I said, we have smartphones that are connected to every single social media we can possibly imagine, right? So privacy in that sense is gone anyways, right? And if that is still connected to a financial system, I don't think much is going to change in that aspect. However, I think that will lead to a much bigger financial freedom where you're actually in control of the money that you actually own. You know, there, there, and I think that that's very important. You know, I, I was talking to a friend a few, a few months ago and we were talking about cryptocurrencies and versus having your money uh, tied up into loans and institutions or whatnots. And he was saying, well, you know, cryptocurrencies is the equivalent of you having your, your cash in your mattress, uh, except that now you're having it on a dig- digital mattress instead. So you still have the freedom to use it however you want. But I mean, you know, people still, if they really want to find out, they will know where you live and where that mattress is stored, right? It's just that you'll at least have a bit more financial freedom and control over your own finances. And I think that's that's important to to point out that that's really where we're kind of headed rather than, oh, is my privacy secure, yes or no? So I think, you know, we live in this world where uh, everybody has Facebook, everybody has Instagram. <laughs> uh, so privacy in that sense is kind of dead. What do you see as far as central bank digital currencies? You know, we've seen a lot of countries now including the United States, say that they're kind of looking into it, testing it out. I know your good, friendly neighbor, Sweden, is uh, kind of the front runner in that. Do you think this is going to be a huge violation of privacy despite uh, Europeans' privacy laws, or is this just going to be uh, a harmless technology upgrade to money and there's really nothing to worry about? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. And that is a question that we have been pondering for a while now. Uh, We have this uh, general data protection laws here in Europe, right, which is the GDPR. And you have your equivalent in the States. And and, and, uh, yeah, it's a tricky question because since everything is that is on the blockchain is uh, immutable, I mean, it's there and it's going to be there to stay, then it's kind of it has the issue with how how is it that will work with the general privacy laws, right? Because GDPR does say that, hey, I want to delete my data, then you're supposed to be able to delete this data. But if you come to a certain level where this is on a governmental level and banks uh, have that data, they are in essence allowed to keep it. It just shouldn't be public, right? 
So that is kind of what we're trying to tackle uh, in in Europe. And there are a lot of really, really uh, good experts and professors working on this right now, trying to find a good way to do this so that it doesn't harm the consumer or the users, right? So I think that when central banks really start jumping into this, it might become a fairly harmless just transition into a new kind of financial system. But again, I think that the, the user will have a lot more freedom, right, to really trade wherever they want. Now, you know, it takes, a, if I want to send money uh, to the States right now, for example, from Finland, it will still take a good three to four days, if not longer, for it to arrive uh, arrive where you are. But with with blockchain technology, this can go a lot faster, and it's a lot more transparent. And, you know, I think that that's the important thing, that this upgrade will be very important in terms of economic freedom for people to be able to trade quite freely with each other and between each other, rather than the way we have to do it now, where there's costs incurred on everything that we do and uh, and and the such. Perfect. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and in closing, uh, as we wrap things up, as since you're a Crypto 101 listener, you'll know that you know, at the end of every episode, we like to ask uh, a few a few questions that we like to ask every guest. Um, and for mm. for you, we're going to ask. Um, typically, we'll say what other uh, company in crypto or blockchain is having such a tremendous impact. But I'm going to narrow it down to what other company or project in Finland is having a tremendous impact on crypto. Of course, besides your company. Um, actually, I think that uh, we would have to say that our friends at Prasos and Local Bitcoins, which are actually two Finnish companies, um, and they're both very big uh, exchanges here here in the country. They are having quite a big impact as they are uh, really working at, with banking licenses, right? They have been granted these. Uh, Prasos, I know, has done a tremendous job with that uh being able to get this granted and that's already a huge step into giving this trust of what a cryptocurrency could actually be uh so so that is like i think those two uh, in finland have been been working quite a lot with that and that's i think they've done a pretty good impact that's awesome um if this was the first podcast someone getting into the space heard what would you want them to know well i would say knowledge is key right <laughs> when you're trading into bitcoin and and whatever cryptocurrency knowledge about the risks is super important and you know using a tool like ours for example is super easy where you just sign up and you can really just if you want to validate an address or even your own address and just check to see if there are any suspicious things going on with your address you know you can always type in your wallet address and you'll get an immediate response uh, that's already part of the knowledge but really listening to podcasts like yours is important to really know as much as possible uh, about how this is. I mean, it is, after all, an economic uh, tool, Bitcoin, blockchain, everything. So as with anything, it's always important to really know what you're doing and, and trying to stay as safe as possible. Makes a lot of sense. And the last question I'd like to ask you, Sven, is of all the wonderful, intelligent people that you've met, in your journey uh, here in the crypto world, who would you say is mm. one person or maybe two people that have had a tremendous impact on you? Uh, on me? Uh, well, actually, there's a there's this one guy in Sweden, actually, who's uh, uh, helped us out a lot. And his name is Michal Gromek. 
uh, he's been he's been uh, very key when it comes to these kind of compliance uh, uh, side of of uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin mainly. I think he would be really uh, somebody who's had a lot of impact in me, and he's uh, he's also a contributor to Forbes, and he's very often writing about. Uh, not only the risks, but also why it's important to keep this technology uh, rolling, right? right. For, for the world. I think that would be one, one of the key people, actually. Awesome. Well, we'd love to have him on the podcast uh, one of these days to do a deep dive here into some regulatory stuff. Sounds like he's uh, going to be a mm. great resource. Oh, absolutely. And he always lobbies for great regulatory measures so that we, we as a crypto fans can can keep on enjoying what we do. Brilliant. Well, Sven, it was such a pleasure speaking with you today, learning a, a lot about uh, Valega chain, a lot about just blockchain analytics and kind of the future of, you know, financial freedom versus, all right, let's mm-hmm. keep everything on the rails. Let's keep, you know, the bad guys in their spot uh, and keep an eye on them. So you're doing a lot of great work to, to further the space and to, uh, to make it um, one of those one of those areas that both institutionals and regulators can feel comfortable in, and uh, people that are concerned about their financial freedom and their financial privacy that they can feel comfortable in too. So I really think it's going to be a meshing of uh, of the best of both worlds here in the future. Um, and thank you for spending the the last half hour with us here on Crypto One Hundred and One Podcast. Thank you for having me on board. It was really nice. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.